Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so I'd recommend listening to the previous episodes before starting this one. Chapter 18. Last Chance. On Saturday morning, I was drowning. There was water in my mouth. Lots of it. I spluttered, confused, and opened my eyes to see nothing but beige and wrinkles. I jerked my head backwards, and it crunched against porcelain. Pushing the beige, wrinkly thing out of my face, I discovered that it was Lana's foot. As I rubbed my head, I realized the porcelain I had hit was the back wall of my bathtub. Lana and I seemed to have fallen asleep in it, end to end. A fuzzy recollection of what had happened last night returned to me. The girls and I had consumed all of the wine we had brought into the house, and then James and Bentley had shown up with an enormous bottle of some liquor that I couldn't remember the name of right now. The next thing I did remember was a lot of shiny, bright lights reflecting off of sparkly black walls. We had walked to some club, which must have been close, because I couldn't recall the journey there. I thought I might have been messaging Stefan throughout the night, trying to convince him to wrangle his friends and join us at whatever club we were at, but he hadn't made it downtown. I recalled feeling disappointed and then dancing with Bentley. I was tempted to prod Lana awake to ask what else had happened last night, but she was drooling peacefully on her own shoulder and seemed in no immediate danger of drowning. Speaking of which, what were she and I doing in my bathtub? I racked my brain. After dancing with Bentley, the night was a complete blur, although I did have a vague recollection of feeling cold and damp. Perhaps it had been raining when we'd walked home and Lana and I had gotten into the tub to get warm and then forgotten to get out. Considering that we were each wearing one of my bikinis, the bath did seem to be, at least a little bit, premeditated. I thought Bree and Gemma had come back home with us too, but wasn't sure. It did appear as though someone had ordered pizza though, because there was a Domino's box on the bathroom floor and a soggy piece of crust was floating above Lana's stomach. For some reason, seeing the crust caused a memory from last night to flash vividly before my eyes. I was lying in the then-hot bathtub, devouring the pizza with Lana while Bree sat on the bathroom floor next to us. I wasn't sure where Gemma had been, but was pretty certain that she hadn't been in the bathroom with us. 
Perhaps she had passed out by that point. I couldn't remember anything that was said or done before or afterwards, but I did recall announcing to Lana and Bree, guys, I think I'm in love with a guy I met on Tinder who lives on the other end of the country. That makes sense, Lana had responded, devouring another large piece of pizza. I smiled at how ridiculous that statement was and then decided it was time to get out of the bath. I attempted to dislodge my legs from their entanglement with Lana's without waking her, but she jumped as I stood up and, without my body in the way anymore, plunged down into the ice-cold water. What? What? Where am I? She gasped, clutching either side of the tub for support as she pulled herself out of the water. You guys awake? Brie groaned from the living room. Barely. I called back, a wave of nausea passing over me as I grabbed a towel and dried myself off. Did we pass out in the bathtub? Lana asked, still disoriented, as she followed me out of the bathroom and into the living room, where Bree was massaging her temples. I guess so, I said, looking questioningly at Bree for an explanation. I tried to get you guys to get out after we finished the pizza, Brie explained, but you just said no. So I eventually gave up. Sorry, but you were too heavy to carry out here, and I was pretty wasted and tired myself. It's all good, I laughed. It was kind of a refreshing wake-up, actually. Lana commented as she searched around a huge pile of our stuff for her clothes. Where's Gemma? Bree nodded toward my bedroom, the door of which was closed. Why is she in there? Lana asked. Never mind why, let's just wake her up and go get coffee, I said. My head was pounding. Um, I'd knock first, Bree said delicately. Why? I asked, exchanging a perplexed look with Lana. You guys don't remember very much of what happened last night, do you? Bree smiled. Not really, Lana said. Do you recall who we brought home with us? We brought someone home with us? I asked. Well, Gemma did, Bree said. That country dude who seems really dumb but is actually a genius? Lana squealed. Shh, Lan, he's in there, Bree hissed. But yeah, Gemma brought him back with us. Damn, Jem, Lana said, looking impressed. What's his name again? Austin, I told her. Do you think we should wake them up or... I have no idea, Bree said. I just know that I mistook the bedroom for the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I wish I had knocked. Lana and I laughed and then tapped on the door. There was no answer. Should we just bring some coffee back for them? Brie asked dubiously. Yeah, let's just make sure they're alive first, though, Lana said, silently opening the door a crack. 
The three of us peered inside and saw Gemma lying starfish-style on the floor with what must have been Austin's coat thrown across her like a blanket. Austin, who mercifully was wearing his boxers, was cradling her in his large arms, an adorable smile on his face. Holy shit, look at the way he's holding her. They're so cute. Why are they so cute? Lana whispered. It makes no sense. That guy isn't Gemma's type at all. Maybe he is, Bree said, as I softly shut the door again. You should have seen the way they were together last night. It was adorable. Apart from the part I walked in on, that was not adorable. Brooklyn? Gemma's voice murmured through the door. Hey, Gem, I called. We're going to go get coffee. Do you guys want anything? Coffee? Austin called, and in the next moment, he had bounded through my bedroom door and into the living room, pants around his ankles. I'll get the coffee. You ladies relax. Okay, Lana said, as Gemma threw Austin's shirt at him and heated up his fly. What do your hearts desire? He asked, pulling out his phone to write down a note. Lattes, black coffee, matchas. Oh, I'd kill for a matcha latte right now, Gemma called. You got it, darling, Austin smiled. What about you ladies? He asked the rest of us. It's on me, obviously, so get as much as you want. I'll grab some breakfast sandwiches too. We stared at him blankly. Other than James, none of us had ever dated a guy who would do something like this. Unless you'd like something other than coffee? Austin asked, misinterpreting our silence for disinterest. Uh, no. A latte and a breakfast sandwich would be great. I smiled at him, and Lana and Bree added their requests. Be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail, he grinned, and marched out the front door. Lana, Bree, and I waited until we heard Austin's elevator come and go, then jumped on top of Gemma and showered her with questions about what had happened last night. It was good, it was good, Gemma smiled peacefully. So, do you like, actually like him? Lana asked. Gemma bit her lip. Well, he asked me to be his girlfriend last night. Aw, that's great, Gem, I said. No, it's not great. I told him to ask if he could be my boyfriend rather than the other way around before I'd ever even consider it. Did he not like that? Bree asked. Oh, no, he loved it. And he rephrased his request right away. But I'm just not sure. Why? Lana asked. He seems so sweet and smart. He does, and he is, but then he'll go and do something like... She broke off as her phone buzzed with a text. She rolled her eyes and flashed it at us. Austin had messaged her, saying, Hi, honey. I've got the food, but I seem to have lost my way. Which building does Brooklyn live in again? Something like this, Gemma spat, jabbing her fingers forcefully at her phone, typing in my address. 
Well, to be fair, all the buildings around here are gray cement and kind of look the same. And we were really drunk when we came home last night, I said. But it's just so jarring for someone who's apparently a genius to behave this way, Gemma said. I think it's kind of endearing, I smiled. Gemma shook her head at me. It isn't. Once Austin had come back and we'd all nursed our hangovers with coffee and a bit of food, I asked, does anyone know the time? My phone's dead. It's almost nine, Austin said. Gemma swore. I've got to be at work in half an hour. Brooklyn, can I borrow some of your clothes? The stuff I wore last night is not appropriate for work at all. Sure, there should be something in my black suitcase in the bedroom, I told her. I've got to go too, Bree said. I've got this huge paper to finish this weekend. I've got a paper to finish too, Lana moaned. I'm going to need to drink so much more coffee. Can we catch a ride back to the North Shore with you, Jem? Gemma nodded, and the three of them dizzily gathered their stuff. I'm sorry I work all weekend, Gemma told me. Otherwise, I'd help you get your place all set up. Same, Lana and Bree chorused. Don't be sorry, I told them. You guys have helped me so much already. You have no idea. And I'm basically good to go anyway. The only urgent thing I need to figure out is how to get my bed over here from Bree's. You're probably going to need to get a U-Haul, Lana said. It won't fit in any of our parents' cars. Yeah, I said, but I haven't driven in like five years, so I'm hoping I can hire someone to drive it for me. You'll be fine, Lana said. Driving comes right back. I gave her a squeamish look. You guys have never seen me drive. I failed my test three times. You did? Brie asked. How? Well, firstly, because I suck. And secondly, because she grew up in Singapore and they can't drive there until they're 18, Gemma said. So she never had any practice. You can't drive until you're 18 over there? Austin whistled. How does anyone get around? Public transit, I told him. His eyes widened as though he'd never heard of such a thing. Anyway, after I finally got my license, I drove around Calgary for like a month and a half one summer when I was visiting, and that was the only experience I ever had driving, so I never really got comfortable with it. Fair enough, Lana said. Maybe you can find some guy with a truck on Craigslist? That's what I'm hoping, I said. I'm going to do some research before I meet Stefan for brunch later. Oh, have fun, Gemma said. Can't wait to hear all about that. The four of them left, and I plugged my dead phone into a wall outlet. I had called the Wi-Fi company yesterday, and they had told me that, unfortunately, they wouldn't be able to set up my internet before Monday evening. Until then, I was going to have to make do with the data on my phone. When I turned it on, it buzzed for almost a minute with messages. Most of them were from Gemma, Lana, and Bree. It seemed that we had lost each other multiple times throughout the night last night. Then there was one from Apollo and one from Stefan. 
Skipping past the Apollo one, I eagerly opened Stefan's. Hey, Brooklyn. I'm really sick today. I don't think I'll be able to make it out to Vancouver and see you this afternoon. And I fly out tomorrow, sad face. I bit my lip, feeling stupid. I'd never even met this guy. Of course he was bailing. I'd straight up told him I wasn't going to hook up with him, so why would he want to spend his last day here with me? His message wasn't surprising, so why did I feel so let down? Oh no, I typed back. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Wish I could have met you, but no worries, I understand. Hope you have a great year and hit me up if you're ever back in van, smiley face. And that was that. I would probably never hear from Stefan again, and I would never find out if he really was as perfect as he'd seemed from his pictures and the few messages we'd exchanged back and forth. I pushed the lump of disappointment that was forming in my throat back down into my stomach until I could hardly feel it anymore and opened Craigslist to begin searching for a handyman. I sent a few of them messages, but then I was starving again. Given that I didn't have any dishes or kitchenware, I decided to head over to Davie Street to grab some sushi for lunch. I took my favorite combo, number three, back up to my apartment with me and sat on the floor eating it, fantasizing about how great my place was going to look once I got a couch and could sit high enough above the ground to look out over the ocean. Then I absently opened my phone and began scrolling. There was nothing very interesting happening on social media, so I opened my texts and saw the message from Apollo that I hadn't opened yet. Because I had nothing else to do, I opened our conversation. After the, holy shit, nice profile picture, text he'd sent me the other day, I hadn't responded. He had followed that up with a text yesterday evening saying, How's it going? Did you find a place? Are you free to meet up this weekend? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I sighed. Apollo was a little flaky, but he was also really hot and 
actually lived on this side of the country, so I typed a response telling him I'd gotten a place and that I could do dinner today if he wanted to. I've got something happening tonight, actually, he wrote back, but are you free this afternoon? Not really, I told him. I've got to go buy things for my apartment, and I'm hoping I can find a guy with a truck to help me bring my bed over from Breeze. I can help you get your bed. Thanks, I wrote back, but don't you drive a... I cast around for the make of his car. I was terrible with cars and couldn't tell you the difference between any of the big brands. I did know enough to visually be able to tell the difference between a truck and the smaller car that Apollo drove, though. I retyped my message. I don't think it would fit in your car. Ha ha, he typed back. We can borrow my roommate's truck. What time do you want to head over to Breeze? My irritation with Apollo's flakiness was instantly replaced with incredulity. Was he really going to spend his afternoon helping me move? Again, why was he always helping me do that? But this was not the time to overanalyze. I really wanted to sleep in an actual bed, and if Apollo was going to help make that happen, I wasn't going to question it. Thank you so much, I wrote. I'll be free after 11. What time's good for you? 11's perfect, he said. I'll come pick you up. What's your new address? I sent it to him. Right on the beach. Nice work. I can't wait to see it. I hurried into the shower and, halfway through turning on the hot water, realized that I had forgotten my razor at Breeze. Given that I was seeing Apollo, being prickly wasn't an option. Luckily, I lived downtown now and there was a shopper's five minutes away. I couldn't stop smiling as I dried myself off, threw on some leggings, and rushed to the store. My life hadn't been this convenient since I had lived in Apollo's old house on campus. I picked up some shampoo and other shower essentials while I was there. I even got the huge sizes that were cheaper because I didn't need to worry about carrying them in a suitcase anymore. I know this sounds silly, but something about that made me so happy. As the sun peeked out from the oppressive clouds that had been smothering the city, I hopped in the shower. I had about 45 minutes, which should have been plenty of time to prepare the cute but casual, because we are moving a bed look, I was going for. Still, somehow, when Apollo texted me saying he was downstairs, I was not ready. I had wasted at least 25 minutes trying to find my favorite pair of jeans from the mess of my stuff that Gemma and I had brought from her house and, consequently, hadn't applied mascara yet. I began running the wand through one set of eyelashes, praying that Apollo wouldn't be let in the building by some other resident and take it upon himself to come up. While I was trying to remember whether I had told him my unit number or not, I heard a knock on my door. Damn it. I'd have to tell him that I needed to pee so that I could finish the other side of eyelashes later. I pulled my hair out of the bun I'd had it in and let most of it fall over the eye without the mascara.
Then I rushed to the door and opened it. Apollo had effortlessly achieved the casual but cute look I'd been going for. He was wearing jeans that fit him just tight enough to be hot without making me uncomfortable, and a black and red flannel. Hey, he smiled. Come on in. I've just got to pee really quick. But his arms were around me, and we were hugging, and then kissing. After a long moment, we broke apart. I'll wait till after you pee, he smiled. For what? I asked. The tour. This place looks great. I mean, you're basically seeing all of it, but yes, I'm very happy. Is that a balcony? He asked, making his way onto it. I wanted more than anything to join him, but really did need to fix my mascara. When I finally made my way outside, he slid his arm around my waist and we looked out onto the harbor. Two seagulls were cawing as they soared out to sea. The clouds had completely cleared now, revealing a bright sky. The ocean was impossibly blue. I couldn't believe that this was my apartment. I'm so jealous of your view, he said, leaning into me. Your place is way nicer than mine on the inside, I said. But you have this. He spun me around so that we were standing Titanic style, looking out over everything. I wobbled. I don't like being on the edge of anything high, but he pulled me into him and then we were kissing again. After a while, I remembered that I had told Bree I would be coming by to get her bed at noon, so we made our way to the truck he'd borrowed and drove toward the North Shore. When we got there, Bree gave me an unimpressed look. I had forgotten to tell her that Apollo would be coming with me. Glad you found a truck, she said, a little coldly. I'll explain later, I mouthed, behind Apollo's back, as the three of us hauled the mattress and frame into the back of the truck. She shrugged and hurried back to the report she had been working on as soon as we left. Thanks for helping me do this, I told Apollo as we drove back downtown. No problem, he said. Do you need to get anything else? We might as well use the truck while we have it. Well, I was planning on going to this hotel liquidation place that my mom told me about to get some dishes and an iron and maybe a couch if I can find it, but... I don't mind, he smiled. Let's drop off the bed and then head over. A few hours later, Apollo and I were lugging a plush three-seater couch through my front lobby. It was much too large for the tiny elevator, so we had needed to carry it up the staircase. And by we, I mean Apollo. I can't believe you got all this stuff for what? Apollo asked as we finally made it through my front door. 
I think it was 300 total, I said. That's crazy. You got a couch, plates, cutlery, cups, an iron, a kettle, pots and pans, four pillows, and... I think that was it, but yeah, I'm going to have to thank my mom. I would have had to spend over a grand at Ikea to get the same amount of stuff. And the stuff you got is just as nice, Apollo said, sprawling out on the couch. This sofa is vintage chic. I laughed. What? he asked. Nothing, it's just funny hearing you say vintage chic. Oh yeah? he asked in mock anger. Yeah. He grabbed me and started tickling me. I struggled, laughing, and tickled back. We fell off the couch and onto the floor. Then he was on top of me and we were kissing. And our clothes were being flung across the room. And we didn't care that we were on a discolored carpet that looked like it hadn't been replaced since the 1970s. The more practical option of my bed, which was a mere room away, didn't occur to either of us. There was no time. My phone rang. I would have ignored it if it hadn't been lying face up on the carpet next to us, having fallen out of my pocket earlier. The name of the Wi-Fi company I had called yesterday was on the screen and I groped across the floor to answer it. Hello? I asked, breathlessly. Hello? Brooklyn? A man's voice asked. Yes, that's me. This is Peter from Shaw Calling. We have an appointment scheduled to set up your Wi-Fi on Monday, but something just opened up for us this afternoon, so I was wondering if you were around for us to do the installation now instead. Oh, yes, I'm around. Perfect! We were just doing some other unit in your building, actually, so I'll be over in a minute or two. A minute? I rolled off Apollo and shoved my pants back on, commando style. Yes, see you soon, Peter said. He hung up. What? Apollo began. Quick, I hissed, throwing his jeans at him. The cable guy is coming up to hook up my Wi-Fi. Now? He asked. Yes, quick, I urged him. I knew I could have just kept my original appointment for Monday night, but that would have meant two more days without Wi-Fi, and I'm a millennial. There was a knock at the door. Apollo grabbed his things and rushed into the bathroom. I threw on his shirt because I couldn't find mine and opened the door. Hi, I smiled as Peter, a friendly-looking, young-ish guy, came in holding a router and some wires. Hi, he said, holding his hand out. I couldn't think of a reason not to shake it, so I did, feeling immensely guilty as I did so. This won't take too long, Peter smiled. Great, I smiled back. Apollo seemed content to hide in the bathroom until Peter was gone, and I was grateful for this.
Ten excruciating minutes later, Peter announced that he was finished. Okay, perfect, thanks so much, I said, practically pushing him out of the front door. Actually, is it all right if I use your washroom? Peter asked. I've been in this building for hours, and there are no public washrooms close by. Uh, I hesitated. On the one hand, it would be inhumane to deny this lovely man a bathroom break, but on the other... The bathroom door swung open. A shirtless Apollo, who had obviously been listening to our whole conversation, came out sheepishly. Hi, he said. Oh, I see, Peter said, blushing furiously as he realized what was going on. You know, I'm actually fine. I'll... okay, bye, he stuttered, all but running out the door. Sorry, I said to Apollo. He shook his head and began to laugh. That was so awkward. I shook his hand, I grimaced. I feel so bad. You should, he teased. That's gross. I let out a noise of mock outrage and stormed off into my bedroom. He followed me, wrapping his arms around my waist, saying, Sorry, I was joking. I know, I said, confused about why he was being so sincere with his apology. He didn't think I was actually upset, did he? I was almost starting to remember something. Something about why, years ago, Apollo and I hadn't... But then he kissed the back of my neck, and we melted onto my bed together. If you never come around, how we ever gonna be? If you're always on the ground, then you're never gonna see what falling feels like. If you never come around, how we ever gonna be? If you're always on the ground, then you're never gonna see Thanks for listening to Confessions of a New Grad. If you want to find out what happens next, new episodes will be published every Saturday until the end of the season. If you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends, give us five stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To everyone who's already done that, thank you so much. It helps a lot. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Our story editor is Rebecca Montgomery, and she created all of the amazing artwork for the project as well. You can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Special thanks to all the amazing musicians who allowed us to use their songs in this production. You can find the soundtrack in our show notes. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.